Ah, go on, this one. Let me just stick my headphones in. Yeah, alright. Stick the head, stick headphones. Okay, headphones are in. Click and tap your way over to our worldwide web presence. We're on the net at guysonfilm.co.uk, facebook.com forward slash guysonfilm, and Twitter and Instagram at GOF Podcast. So um, just go and show us some loving. Much loving. Uh, because God knows you're not getting enough. Well, no, I think neither of us are getting enough. Um, Plenty. <laughs> Uh, so tell, today's episode, as you might know from pressing the button, is on video nasty. So go on, go on the internet, do one of the things that I've just said on the World Wide Web, and tell us if we miss something in our overview episode today, where we just kind of talk about the history of the video nasties. What did we not talk about, or what did we not get right? And yeah. also, um, let us know which video nasty you think is uh, the best, and why. Uh, okay. And we'll maybe mention it in the episode next week. Uh, so yeah, get online or tell a friend. The best nasty. What's your best nasty? Yeah, hashtag best nasty. Yeah. Okay? Okay. I'm Ian. He's Ollie. Hi. We're both guys. We're chatting about best nasties. It's the Guys on Film podcast. That's nasty. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you know. I mean, who, what was that voice? <laughs> <laughs> sure you're working <laughs> um, I, I don't know I think it's a, just a a, a a camp character that I've, I've curated it's kind of like um, Mr Thingy from South Park Garrison no, no um, oh, Mr. Mr Slave Mr, Mr. Slave, Slave yeah yeah yeah, yeah something like that that's nasty that's nasty um, um, okay, <laughs> I quite so, enjoy doing that voice uh, so what have we got coming up? What we've got coming up is a little bit of a switcheroony to the show uh, format. So we are going to kick off with a second one. A switcher Wayne Rooney. We've switched out Wayne Rooney for you and I, so football fans. Or even a switcher Mr. Rooney from Ferris Bueller. Or a switcher Rooney like the Spinner Rooney from that wrestling fans would know. Doesn't okay. matter. It does. It doesn't bear explanation. So we've done the switcheroony. Uh, we are kicking off with a seggy one, but we're only going to do a couple of bits, and then after that, we're going to sort of like take the normal mirthiness of seggy one and pebble dash it through the rest of the show. Yeah, gonna we're going to splatter gonna, it through. Yeah, like sort of spread it, like spread the mirth. Well, no, actually, not spreading it. More like sort of putting semi-enjoyable nuggets of mirth. In and around the rest of the content. So the rest of the content is video nasties. Okay, and then we're going to so, have a little intermission for life scores, right? Yeah. So we're just we're going to have a whole episode about the video nasties uh, incident, uh, historic period. You know, the video nasties epidemic of nineteen eighty four. Yeah. Um, we're going to have a little break in the middle, and we're going to break it all up with some audio nasties as our sort of revamped format of Seggy One. How does that sound? That sounds great. Um but what I would I would just like to maybe issue a warning to listeners of a a queasy disposition that some of the audio that you may hear in the podcast is grisly, is macabre, is bloodthirsty. Some of the conversation may touch upon subjects that you may find a bit too dark. Um so just, just you know, pre-warn. It's a little pre-warn for you, but don't let that um, spoil your enjoyment of our latest and greatest podsode. Listener discretion advised. Okay, um, let's go. Guys on film. Yeah, we're guys. We're talking about film. It's the guys on film podcast for real. You know what guys talk about film. It's the guys on film podcast for real. Okay, so audio nasties is our seggy one in a way. So um 
that we're dotting what? throughout. So what what this is? So I had, I had a little idea, as I normally have ideas. Um, well, listen, Ollie, you've you've bastardized my idea. My idea was that we act out a scene badly, and you just decided to change that and make it deaths instead. Yeah. So my my idea. Aud- audio nasties. So my, my idea is Jesus. is that I've got um, seven audio clips. Each one of them is a an a, a kind of iconic cinema death from a film. Um, and from audio alone, Ian has got to describe the death and potentially tell us what film uh, it is from. The death and potential film. Yeah, so, you know, tell us what, what the death is, tell us what the film is, and show your work in. Describe what you're hearing. What are the are any of them potential deaths, or are they full deaths? They're all deaths. They're all they're all diad. Fully diaded. Yep. Press F De- to pay respects. Now. <laughs> R.I.P. Yeah. Um, so, do you want to go ahead with the first one? So, if you if you uh, go to the folder and hit one dot mp three. Okay, I'm hitting one. Uh, okay. So Ian, what what's going on in that scene? Describe, describe what you're hearing. See what you well, see what you hear. It's quite tough. I I'm. Yeah, I mean, thinking it is tough. It is tough. It's tough to get just from the audio, but I mean that's kind of the name of the game. Ian, correct? Ian that's the name of the game. <laughs> this is nasty. <laughs> oh my um, god, this is nasty. Um, so what I was hearing there was um, a sort of jabbing motion. Okay. Um, Occasionally followed by a Bruce Lee. Right. Okay. Um, that happened a number of times, yep. and then some children became worried and said, um, "What the hell? What the hell?" Uh, so a young so a Tom young Cruise, Tom Cruise. <laughs> young Tom Cruise is in the scene. Yeah. Um, God, I didn't know he's a child actor. But, you know, there's a lot you don't know about Tom Cruise, and probably the Scientologists have covered it all up. There's a lot that you don't want to know. So, it sounds like uh, a young Tom Cruise turns on... So, Bruce Lee is saving the kids from a baddie, and they're all laughing about how he's saving them from the baddie. But then a young Tom Cruise decides to kill Bruce Lee. Right, you know that's not what it is. Just have one more Uh, listen. Okay. Okay, so uh, has anything revealed I'm, itself on second listen? Well, I'm hearing ricochet, okay, and it's it's a gun in a western, and I think I'm getting ricochets. Maybe maybe somebody's strung up, and I think that oh is maybe the ugly from the good, the bad, and the ugly. Right. It's not the good, the bad, and the ugly, but I mean, is that is that your final answer? Is it a western? That's as good as I'm gonna get. Ian, if I if I tell you that you're incorrect, then um, that's what I'm going to say. You are incorrect. So I'm going to give you the film. Um, okay. Or actually, no, I'm going to give you the death, and then you can tell me the film. So okay. in this in this scene, um, it's set on a, a baseball field with a bunch of kids watching a man in front of a soda machine. And the soda machine starts shooting cans at him. Okay, first is, in the, is first it? Can in I the, interject? Yeah. And say, is this Maximum Overdrive? Correct. Yeah. So I, I've seen the trailer for Maximum Overdrive, and yeah. God, that sounds terrible. So the first one hits him in the balls, which is why the kids are laughing. <laughs> then it hits him in the chest. Still sort of funny. Then it hits him in the head and kills him. So that's when young Tom Cruise says... What the hell? What the hell? What the hell? hell? And then basically the the tinny machine starts firing at all the kids as well. So going on a right mad one. 
So there you I go. I like how you called it tinny because usually you only use the word tinny for like long cans of alcohol. <laughs> so this is a machine that exclusively fires out tenants <laughs> and carling. Yeah, red stripes. <laughs> Um, yeah. So do you want to do you want to do the let's, next one or do you let's do no, let's do number two and then now you're we'll into get the swing off. of things. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Shall I play it? Brace yourself. Can't wait. Oh. Okay, so it's a head being stoved in. Correct. Um, and and once you reach breaking point, it goes very sludgy very quickly. Yeah, so um, we're we're I'm, talking about it's it's gone to mush. Um, okay. Yeah. So the most famous movie head stoving in that I'm aware of is in Irreversible. Right or irreversible. Yeah. Uh, but that is accompanied by like really um, horrible, discombobulating funny. music, like yeah, um, like a sort of ongoing up and down siren sort of thing. So yeah. it's definitely not that. It's very that, silent. That was that was um, made. So the the audio in irreversible. So for the first ten minutes that they're going through this club, finding this guy that they're going to stove the head in of. They're actually playing um, a sine wave frequency, which is similar to what you'd get pre-earthquake or in a lion roar that that causes um, a feeling of vertigo. So it's especially kind of... uh, I mean, obviously, at a louder volume, you're going to get that effect. If you're watching it through a TV, not so much. But uh, that's what reportedly was making people... Uh, feel quite ill and nauseous in the cinema when they when they played this film at the uh, in the cinema. There you go, little fun fact about well, headstone. That has nothing to do with this. Um, yeah, but it's a but fun. Yeah, great, it's a it's fun good. fact. It's a fun fact. Ollie's fun fact. So anyway, no, don't don't use the same uh, don't use the same stinger. <laughs> use a different stinger for that. More like like a kids' TV show. Ollie's fun fact. <laughs> yeah. Uh, have you? Have, so, have you got a guess? So, the other couple of things I'm picking up there is that it sounds like it's maybe on a wobbling sort of metal grate that they're on. Okay. Yeah. Sort of metallic place. Yeah. I'll give you that. Okay. A um, s- sort of suspended metal thing. Yeah. Hmm. And then at the end, it sounds like the wheels of like a tro- like a hospital trolley roll away or something. Some kind of metal movement. Mm-hmm. It sounded like squeaky wheels, maybe, but I don't know if that's there, intentional there is, design. Okay, so you're doing well. You're doing well. So there is some there is some metal movement there. Is it a Metallica gig? <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, it's re- uh, honestly, Ollie, it's very difficult to just stab in the dark. Um, but look, you've, I'll tell you what you have got right. It's a head stomp. The, okay. the, the head goes all the way to paste. There's a lot of like <laughs> panting at the there's end a, as well. There's someone really, really involved in stoving this head in. And you are correct that it's in a, in a metal kind of metally metallic environment. And that there is some metal moving in. So you've done really well. Um, is it? Is it? Um, is it Jason X or something like that that's in space? What's the one where he's in space? Jason X. Is that your final mm. answer? I guess so. Is actually um, the film Drive. Ah oh, shit! Yeah, okay. Damn. So this is where uh, Ryan Ryan Gosling shows his kind of mad side and zero empathy side. Yeah. And stoves his, this guy's head in in an elevator. It's quite shocking. It's quite brutal. Uh, good sound effects. So there we go. You've you, you've got two, and I think you've you've done you've done great. You've done well. Okay, I'm I'm sure that the listeners were loving listening along at home. I think the listeners are probably feeling quite ill. Um, I was feeling quite queasy, uh, collating all of these audio samples together. Yeah, you'd have to be really sick to be looking those out. 
Yeah. Am I right? You're not wrong. Um, <laughs> so, uh, deep dive? <laughs> Let's deep dive. Think I'll probably double check that. You've just heard the jingle. A bit earlier okay. than normal. Yeah, we're gonna just like slam right into it, I suppose. Um, stove right into it. Yeah, like gonna absolutely pan this one's head in. <laughs> I'd God. I'd I'd quite like for this episode to be Ollie. Can you just listen to me for a second? I'm all look, ears. Look, I'd quite like this episode to be semi-useful. For people to come away from it, not just thinking we're a couple of bloody idiots, but to go, you know what? I didn't know about the video nasties, and now I do. Okay, well, why don't okay. you treat me like the audience? Well, because I know you know a bit more, and also I'm, by a long stretch, not the, um, the authority. authority on this And matter. you think that I am? No, but I feel that if I act like I'm the authority, the listeners will um, really give me a doing. They'll 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 pan my head in on Twitter or <laughs> until there's nothing left. Yeah, until it's just gunge. Um, okay, so what's your just before I kind of go through some of the the like Actually, what can you, can happened you just in say the beginning? Gunge again. Gunge. Okay, carry on. Um, before I just get into like what the sort of precursors and what the beginning of it all was, what's uh-huh. just in summary? What's your understanding of what what the video nasties were? So there was the in the before times, before you could go into a video shop because we used to have video shops back in the eighties. It wasn't all Netflix, um, so you could go into a video shop and you could just you could you could pick up a video off the shelf, and it and it didn't really have like a an official body saying a child can't watch this there was Mm -hmm. no kind of guidance um and so in the 80s as well a lot of advances in special effects uh, and and probably a lot of film studios and directors trying to push the boundaries and make what we'd call exploitation films Uh, a lot of them from from italy the bloody madheads uh so they they were like really pushing the boundaries with some of the gore uh, a lot of animal cruelty, um, a lot of sexual violence, um, and just yeah, just a you know very depraved films. I guess is what you could say. They were they were video nasties. They weren't like a, an enjoyable watch. Um, so the, well, the, 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 pro- the depends problem depends on your depends okay, on so your outlook, doesn't it? Okay, yeah. so at some point, uh, some people felt, look, you know what, enough is enough. We can't let these fall into the hands of babes anymore, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, we're talking about babes. We're talking about we'll, babes. We'll never, we'll never get them back again because they yeah. won't even look at us. We're nerds. Yeah. <laughs> so we, Ner- we nerd nerds and babes. Nerd station. Maybe we should start <laughs> at nerd station so people can phone up late at night and and talk to a guy uh, his... sat on a, a bed in his pants playing Skyrim. Yeah, and have... and he's like, oh mate, this dual shock's well vibrating on my thigh. I've just installed five mods for Skyrim. One of them is for more trees. The other one is for better grass textures. The other one is more, is more for trees equals a more lighting. Wood. Yeah, so that maybe maybe Nerd Station. Maybe we could we could pioneer that. I'm sure it would it would go down well. Uh, so anyway, you certainly could. Yeah. So the so there was these videos getting into the hands of children i guess and there was no nobody sort of saying that they 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 couldn't it was it wasn't like cigarettes or alcohol uh, so it wasn't like that where it was governed um at that time the films had not been approved by the bbfc which is which is our kind of governing body um, ollie we'll get into all that okay i just i just wanted the high level from and this and this was this was purely videos i think cinema was was different but this was being released straight to a vhs you know, to be able to be, you know, purchased and, and watched without guidance. Um, so, yeah, enough was enough. A few people that we'll talk about, Mary Whitehouse being one of them, said, yeah, enough is enough. The tabloids picked it up. Uh, a big hoorah about these films. So, And I'm not saying that, that that I particularly think that the hoorah about it all was wrong. I do feel that I'll, something I'll... needed to be done. But that's my understanding of it. And then from there, it, it kind of, there was a bit of a battle for... Uh, what would what would happen with these films being prosecuted? 
Uh, a lot of them were, you know, were basically placed on a list um, and the, the filmmakers had to be held accountable for, you know, for what they'd made. For what they'd bloody done. They bloody I, done. I quite liked um, you, you munged together furore and hoo-ha into foo-ha. Foo-ha. <laughs> but he's good. It's there. <laughs> I mean, it's the, it works. The foo-ha. It's fine. <laughs> so right, bloody foo ha. Yeah. Um, so how how fu- I mean how was that as a as my understanding of, of it's the, it's good yeah I mean intro. that's that's a good good synopsis so let's okay, go okay so if you've enjoyed the podcast then uh... <laughs> right let's 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 deep dive right we're here to deep dive so um, or do you want to nine... do a, another little uh, do you want to do a quick guess the death no okay. We'll do that in a sec. Let's let's do the beginning. I've got a bit called the beginning. <laughs> okay. Once upon a beginning. <laughs> um, right. So in, in what happened in 1979, Ollie? This is like your question. Say who was born on this day at this time? What happened in 1979? Um, the first video recorder was invented. Not invented, but the first publicly available VCRs were on sale. Yes. So, so half points. Okay. <laughs> I've just invented the first VCR. I'm going to release it tomorrow. <laughs> We've made out of car- made out of cardboard and sellotape. Yeah. Um, but by 1984, which is when all this uh, video nasty stuff really sort of kicked off, um, a quarter of homes in nasty. the UK already had them. Yeah. In the in the United Kingdom, okay. so you know there was a lot going on, and uh, people were beginning to watch videos from home quite a lot. But there are a couple of factors that played into these would have probably been top loading VHS. Yeah, the ones with the like cassette bed. Yeah, that nicely. I I had one of those for the longest time, but that's because my... nice big mechanical motion that's just yeah yeah it's good. My my family are an eighties family really because my sister sort of grew up all through the eighties. So I I was born in the eighties, but I inherited the tech. <laughs> okay. Inheritech. <laughs> <laughs> Inheritech mode. You're a demon. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Oh, I can't so, wait to talk about evil speak. <laughs> let's that's, go. That's for next. That's for next week. That's for next that's week. Right. So, uh, a big, a big con- contributing factor to all this um, sort of illicit videotape creation and and the market for it was the fact that Hollywood were a bit resistant to it all. So, like the same way, like when Kazaa and LimeWire and all these file sharing websites came out and Napster, the music yeah. industry was like, "Oh my god, we don't know what we're gonna do." Uh, Hollywood was thinking like if people don't need to go to the cinema to see stuff then yeah. we're we're in deep trouble um, not realising obviously that there's a, a lot of money to be made there so initially um, some people were not necessarily some, some of the um, distribution studios were not necessarily even sending their tapes to that market anyway right um, but then uh, the other the other factor is that there is almost a kind of legal loophole so any film that was broadcast in a cinema was subject to the requirement that they had to go through the BBFC, the British Broadcasting... Uh, <laughs> British Broadcasting... God. <laughs> Just had an absolute brain fart. God, what the even big, is it? The big bloody film company. <laughs> yeah, the big big bloody film company. Uh, so, it's the British board of film censorship at the time but now it's the British Board of Film Classification today yeah. so that is a hint at what the whole the whole thing was <laughs> about because fucking <laughs> god you're an audio nasty today <laughs> tell us your hashtag best nasty from the episode guys um, <laughs> okay carry on Right, so the British Board of Film censorship at the time would be classifying all the films that went into the cinema, which was all kind of fair enough. It was a, almost by that point a sort of shorthand between the big studios and the BBFC in terms of like, well, you know, you know what you can get away with at this level, and like there would be arguments and exceptions <laughs> where they'd have to sort of back and forth dialogues about what needed to be cut and all that sort of stuff, but at least it was enforced for the cinema. 
Okay, but, so what what year are we up to now? Because there was there was a thing that happened in 1982 where they they changed the ratings. Mm-hmm. Do you know this? Go on, tell me more. So um, in 1982, the uh, A rating was changed to a PG, which is obviously okay. we still have that. A double A rating was changed to 15, an X became an 18. And a new, an all new for 1982 rating, uh, R8, an R18 was introduced, which permitted more explicit sex films to be shown in members-only clubs. Yeah. So there we go. Yeah. That, there's a little, a little fact that, interjection for you. That's a that's a good summary of the classifications, anyway, just for for reference Future. sake. Yeah. Although it's got nothing became, to do really 12 with the story. And 12A came later. Yeah, they did for yeah. bat for Batman. And then um, Spider-Man. Yeah, and sorry to match up to the. Um, uh, listen, Ollie, it doesn't matter. Okay, but you know, filling in the filling in the the the. You know. The B likes. Yeah. Um. So, whilst uh, there was this atmosphere of like the industry not necessarily wanting to use the platform, there was also a loophole which basically meant that videos themselves didn't have to be classified. So. The big companies who were used to uh, sending their uh, films to the BBFC to be classified, um, by virtue of the fact that they were in almost the habit of doing so, would be sending videos to the BBFC to be classified for distribution on tape, right? But there wasn't any reason that um, Ian and Ollie in Coventry couldn't make some mad head <laughs> head stomper yeah, um, with some like boobs in it, and just send it send it snake, straight around to snake cruelty. Yeah, some snake cruelty, <laughs> uh, and then send it off to uh, Mandy's video shop. Yeah, Man- Mandy's amusement, <laughs> and then and then um, little Peter Cater. Skipping Let, down with his no, one, no, pound, actually, one pound fifty in li- his pocket. Little, little Tom Cruise. <laughs> little Tom Cruise skipping <laughs> down to Mandy's video shop with his one pound in his pocket. Hello, mister. I would like to to watch Cannibal Ferox. Is that the name no. of the film that we made? I no, thought ours was no just problem. Head thumping snake bastard three. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, we went. Um, we jumped straight to the third one in the series. It seemed like the right thing. Well, to do. that's actually that's a regular occurrence with uh, the video nasties. Is that often sequels end up being sequels before the first one even exists? Um, right. Uh, just in weird sort of renaming and classification sort of um, madness, but. Um, so that kind of like takes us up to the that, that's kind of the gist of it all, right? So the big companies uh, had previously sent the stuff to the BBFC, and they were paying fees to get those checked um, because, like the the interesting thing about the BBFC is that they're I'll be the judge of that. Well, it's interesting to me, and I feel that actually, even though some of them find me somewhat aggressive, I think most people sort of side with me more than they do you. You. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's what I think when I talk. Um, no but they they basically provide recommendations and Uh then the the local authorities are the ones who actually set the precedent for what can be shown in the various areas in the UK or sold in the various areas of the UK so at the time if uh, the police in an area were told by the local authority look they're not allowed to sell that tape they could go in take it away and that would be it Um, but they didn't have time to be doing all that mad overtime at night time. Yeah. Watching the tapes, working out what's on them. So they really could do with the BBFC, a self-funded quangle. Yeah. Uh, to basically... Is it a quangle? Did I use that word in terminology? Right. <laughs> that was a deep sigh of, like, just don't care. Just carry um, so yeah, basically they they will watch the videos and then give advice to the local authorities. And there've been some exceptions where the local authorities are like, "No, we're just definitely not showing this, or we're definitely not going to sell that tape." Um, yeah. One one being like Last Tango in Paris, another being The Exorcist, just because like the media go mad about them. Yeah. But usually to save them the rigmarole and hassle, the local authority just go right. BBFC have got the classifications and this seems fair yeah. so that's the way that was working but 
I think like the crux of all this comes from this moral campaign by Mary Whitehouse. So we'll talk a little bit about Mary Whitehouse, and it also after it, life scores the the crux the crux of it. I think is about the difference between what it is to go and watch something in the cinema and what it is to yep. watch something in the home. Yes. So that's kind of what we'll probably talk about next. That's that's coming coming up. Coming soon. Shall so, we do life scores or shall we do one more? Uh, let, let's do let's do some uh, let's do a cut two two deaths quick mm-hmm. ones and then we'll go into life score because so let's do let's do let's do these deaths in batches of two. Okay. So we'll do two at the beginning of life score, two yep. at the end. Yep. And then we'll do one final one to close us out. How does that sound? That sounds wonderful, Ollie. Okay. Thanks. I'm glad you've If you would like to press play on number three dot mp3. Audio nasty number three. Good listen. Listener discretion is advised. Sounds very liquid. I do need to listen to this one almost immediately again just to get (laughs) just... Immediately listen. (laughs) Okay, so I've got an idea on this one. Okay, so what what do you think is going on? So there's a lot of, you know, obviously someone's in pain. Yeah, Um, I mean, it sounds painful. Maybe it's a toothache. Um, Maybe it's a what? Toothache. Okay. He's got real brutal toothache, um, and he's being flushed down the toilet. No, what so the real answer. So the real answer is: it sounds like somebody's in brutal pain. It yep. sounds like at some point halfway through, like his spine breaks. Um, but okay. all all throughout, it sounds like it's in a in a liquid. Um, yeah, okay. And I would say that's okay. probably like the what ocean. sort of liquid? The an oceany like kind of liquid. Yeah, see, see. So, so, so my my first guess would probably be so someone Jaws, in pain. But, but knowing scene. you, knowing you, knowing me, knowing this you. is Jaws four, the revenge ending. You're correct. The first time it was Jaws, and you can have it. Um, okay. I know that. I know that. You know, you don't trust me anymore. That <laughs> much is that much is has been revealed. Uh, so yes, this is Quint's death in Jaws. Um, okay. Which I believe was a PG, has was rated a, a, a PG at the time. Yeah. Um, I'll double check that, but I mean, <laughs> I'll now, double check that. Now, I mean, it is a, a, a quite a disturbing death, and listening to the audio, I think you'll agree it sounds horrific. But the thing is, right? Like, I think at this point in time, I think that this is an interesting part just for the video nasties debate, anyway, right? But like. Okay the the whole ratings aspect right like so i think people so pg was supposed to be parents needed to understand it and then guide their children to whether they should or shouldn't watch it right based yeah. on the age they should use their best judgment yeah. right so that doesn't mean like it's under 12 just because the next rating is a 12 it doesn't mean it's under 12 it's just any kid of any age uh, that their parent is still in a like so uh, under sixteen when their parent like really is able to sort of really drive their decisions and what they get to see and do, yeah. Um, then the parent should be able to make their own decision about it. So I don't think PG was really that bad then, but I think now because we've become used to twelves being above what PG is, right? PG feels like just another kiddie category. Yeah. Um, back then. Back then, it was like, look, adults are supposed to work out whether this is good for kids you or not. Could, you could have the odd bit of, you know, face melting. Yeah, precisely, precisely. Okay. So, so, do you want to do you want to yeah. go through it? Do you want to hit? Um, this is a bit Number of a four. bit of a trick. This is a bit of a tricky one. Pay close attention. Audio nasty number four. Listener discretion still advised. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> okay. What's going on there, Ian? I could really do with a wee bit more of that. Can I listen again? I mean, put headphones on if that helps. I mean, you re- for this one, you really need to build a an audio image in your in your ears. Okay, I'm going to put you on mute for a second, just so okay. you don't go mad at the top, and then I'm going to listen. Yeah, I, I'm not. Me. I'm not going to get this one. Okay, but there's can a, you just the, let, let's he- just describe? There's a helicopter. There's there's a man who's screaming in pain in a really awkward, weird way. Yeah. Um, it feels like maybe something to do with I don't know. Maybe it's cliffhanger. You far, you far, you far, you close. Mmm. Vertical limit. So what what do you think's happened? Real quick. I don't know. It sounds like a man is aware that he is dying for a while, and 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 <laughs> then a helicopter near, and then he and then he dies, and it sounds like he falls away from a height. Like if there's a helicopter, he's falling from a height. Right. Correct. So, yep. So he's fallen from a helicopter, and he's aware right. that he's gonna fall from that helicopter for a wee right. while. So is somebody stomping on his fingers or something? No. Mm, okay. So, can you remember way, way, way back when when we had our body counts count, body oh. counts in the house episode? Yeah. So this is first blood. This oh. is the this is the one the one kill in first blood. So it's um, very good. So Rambo throws the rock at the helicopter, and the man's yeah. like, "Oh, I'm bloody gonna fall out! I'm bloody gonna fall!" And then he falls out, and then he dies, and then okay. Rambo's and then Rambo's like, "Mate, you you fucking." You know, you started it. You know, actually, Cliffhanger, I realised why you thought that was close, is obviously it's a Stallone, isn't it? Yeah, that's why it's very close. Same guy. He loves loves rocks and he loves helicopters. Live score. How are you? Live score. I'm fine. Thank you. Live score. Out of ten. Live score. Probably like a, a four. Okay, so uh, Ian, how's your how's your life? What's going on? My, my life's great, Ollie. Um, yeah, I've actually not really got much of a life score as far as like details about what's going on and whatnot. I've been having a, a lovely time. Um, I went to see the Black Angels live in concert last week, which was yeah. uh, good. You bloody love um, them. Yeah, I do. They're, they were good. They're a sort of psychedelic rock band if people haven't listened. Have a listen. Okay. Um, and I had a, a great time with my my friend John, yeah. Um, who we might get on the podcast at some point, and we might get him to do some audio for some filmy stuff that we've done. Okay. Or that we will do. Um, so yeah, I'm just having a, a lovely time. I saw Mother. Should I maybe just do a quick Mother overview from yeah. my point of view? Uh, super quick. Mother for me. Um, <clears throat> Technically speaking, I thought it was put together in a really, really nice way. It looked great, and a, a lot of it was um, like visually stunning. But largely, I just didn't enjoy the experience. And I know that to some extent, people will say like it is a chore to get through in order to make you empathise with the point of view being delivered. Yeah. Um, I a little bit like martyrs or something like that. Yep, uh, or Antichrist to an extent. I think Antichrist yeah. did the same thing, but uh, a bit better actually. Um, okay. But the <laughs> other urban biopod. Um, but the the big problem I had with it basically, and I explained this to you before, but basically my struggle with it was if you do an allegory or metaphor, then in order for the allegory or metaphor to sort of stand on their own, you've got to also have the thing that you're drawing the parallel from in order for the, the metaphor to exist. So if you, if you think of things existing in two planes, the literal, the characters and where they exist, uh-huh. and, then, and then the thing that you're trying to compare them to or their actions to, or and yes. I, I, I felt the point in the middle of the film where it twisted into just being a sort of wild dream sequence of of actually literally showing you these characters and what was happening just was yeah. 
no longer enjoyable for me. It was it was we're in the metaphor, and I said this to you. I was, no, it was a little bit flippant, right? But like, it may as well have been a big cloud saying, "Hi, I'm God. I appear this way, and in the Old Testament, I'm like this." And then and then like oh, look, I don't know some disciples, right? And uh, yeah, and then like oh, my son will come to. Uh, bring light to the world. Here, here is an amalgam of Mary and Eden and Mother Earth. Ah, she's going through such turmoil. Like I don't know. Like it. Like it just felt super literal after a point, and I didn't enjoy it. And also, if you, if basically, if I was in a pub and I met the Mother you Earth, you wouldn't go to a pub. If I was in a pub and I met no. the Mother Earth that Jennifer Lawrence. You plays right then i like her inability to actually just stand up for herself and just be normal i'd be like get to fuck like go hang about with some other knob (laughs) (laughs) like the character is so unlikable like there's no reason to empathize with that character yeah um a lot of it was like visually extreme and there were other like i think the bits that i probably did like were that there were rapid fire allusions to like things that had gone on in like modern history more recently that were yeah. good. Like the sort yeah, of SWAT yeah, team yeah. SWAT teams and stuff like that. That was okay. Yeah. But like the overriding sort of allegory was just a bit rubbish, I thought. Okay. And it was a total chore to get through. So yeah. Okay. okay. How's your oh, by what's the way, I'm I'm your... I'm in eight point five. Doing really good. Oh, Apart from nice. that terrible mother experience, but I mean, I'm I'm doing fine, guys. Thanks, <laughs> thanks very much. Uh, I'm I'm a cool original seven point five. Hmm. Um, it's a cool so original been, seven, but you're adding okay, a point five. A classic seven point five. So I've just you know, a lot. I've been smashing up my garden, done loads, filled a skip up, feel good. Um, going to move really quickly. <laughs> just going to look, look, look. Shush! I'm going to move really quickly onto a few film things. Um, I saw the ritual, which is coming out soon. Uh, gotta say, uh, v- pretty weak for me. Uh, no real character development, and it and it kind of got Jar Jar binked by one person in the film who, uh, basically, for me, uh, you know, just kind of whinged and moaned the whole way through the film. Didn't want to be in the scenario. Made sure that everybody knew about it all the time, and I found it really unbearable just watching somebody moan and piss and whinge throughout a 90 minute horror film was just it was unbearable and i think i think if i hadn't been doing this podcast and i hadn't have been a a five pound film i think actually you know what i may have walked out of that one there was some have you ever walked out of anything in the cinema uh no i haven't but i think i was close with this one i was I was audibly sighing. The person next to me probably really heard me uh, sigh. It, it was just, it, it just didn't really have any character development for anyone. Nobody really went through anything. Nobody changed towards the end. There was no real point or meaning to it. And uh, so Mandy and I went to see It again yesterday, and she nice really one. enjoyed it. She found it quite scary. Uh, I do know what you mean about the library sequence with the with the old lady. That was quite freaky. Best best bits. Um. And you know what? The good thing about that film is that it's got, despite all the horror, it's got a really good story. People change throughout it. People go through, everybody goes through some kind of character journey, right? Uh, And it just doesn't happen in the ritual. They stay the same from beginning to end. They piss and moan. They don't get any stronger, any weaker. Yeah, it frustrated me. Uh, So anyway, The Kingsman. The Kingsman 2... Look, really quickly, because I've told you about this, I need to talk about it. We've got a lot of episodes still to go, Ollie. um, Listen, so the trailer of this film shows absolutely everything, right? It shows the resolution shot for the the main (coughs) problem that's happening throughout the film. The trailer shows the resolution shot of what happens when it gets resolved. So when you're actually, when you're actually about sort of 25, 30 minutes in when the thing gets revealed, the bad thing, the, you know, the evil plan, you're like, well, hold on a minute. I've actually seen in the trailer how this ends. And you have. And then about 10 minutes towards the end, you see this shot that's in the trailer and you're like, fuck, they, they really did show the ending in the, in the trailer. Every single 
resolution to every single action sequence in the entire film is shown in the trailer. Every single last person that gets killed is in the trailer. Every single scrape that they manage to get out of is the in the trailer. It's the last shot. It's how they get out of it. And I think like they've they've got to stop doing it. They've got to stop showing everything. And that that's the worst I've seen in hell a long time. Okay. So. Uh, ultimately I thought the film just wasn't as good as the first one but I still quite enjoyed it it still had a weird kind of like horrible sex moment that makes you cringe but the action sequences were good um, you know and it was it was kind of fine now you're probably wondering Ian in this folder there is an mp3 a Geostorm trailer 3 okay. and I've been threatening to do this for a little while but this is maybe a new segment but this is terrible speech editing of the week. Okay. So let's have a listen. We gotta shut down the system. I can authorize it. Yeah, I think we've established that I don't really wait for authorization. We gotta <laughs> shut down the system. It's good. Oh, it's, I'm gonna have one more listen to that. We gotta shut down the system. I can authorize it. That's the best bet. We gotta shut down the system. To authorize it. <laughs> but that's two different people talking. Oh, is it? Yeah. We gotta shut down the system. I can authorize it. Oh my god, yeah, that's really bad. Um, we gotta shut down the system. That authorize it. We need to <laughs> we need to do like a uh um <laughs> Beastie Boys style version of this that is basically just like this on repeat with some auto tuning. Can we do we that? Gotta Let's shut down the system. To authorize yeah. it. Authorize it and authorize Yeah, that it's pretty yeah, bad, isn't it, right? I don't really. I, I, I don't really wait for authorization. I don't, really, I don't play by the rules. I don't play by. I don't. I don't play. I think you know. I don't play by the rules. We gotta I authorize feel, it. I feel like the actor playing opposite Jared Butler probably wasn't gonna cost them an arm and a leg to just get in a booth to do some like synced up audio and just do one line straight through. <laughs> but where the hell have they managed to get? that whole that, I mean that's three different phrases there that they've managed to comp that from yeah and well no it's not so much where we gotta shut down the system but the thing is it also begs the question right somebody some interns written that line we've got to shut down the system that authorizes it it begs the question why did they desperately try to cobble together that line rather than just find a similar and appropriate line from elsewhere and just well, actually, deal with the, that? The, Ian, the line is, we've got to shut down the system from Gerard Butler, right? Then uh-huh. new character says, I'll authorise it. Ah, that's how it appears in film. Uh-huh. Right, so it's the exact opposite. Where in this trailer, Gerard Butler's coming off well, hard man going, yeah. I don't think you've realised, but I don't really wait for authorization. I just fucking do it. I do what I want. Because I'm a fucking so, madhead. Right, okay. Shall we go. move you've, on? Uh, so there we go. You've got, um, I'd say you got about seven to eight minutes left to wrap up on. Fucking hell, we've barely begun, Ollie. We've, we've okay. made a good start. Information overload. I think I'll probably double check that. Okay, right. So, um, at one point in 1982, a distributor called Go Video sent a copy of its re- uh, release, Cannibal Holocaust, which you might be aware of, um, which uh, King Kong, no, Kong Skull Island ripped off so horrifically. Yeah. Um, along with a sort of full outraged letter, as if, like, basically a, a, viewer had, a viewer had watched it, thought it was terrible, and then they sent a letter to Mary Whitehouse with a copy of the tape, but it was actually from the distributor because they wanted to get the sort of free media coverage. And yeah. inadvertently, inadvertently, uh, Go Video sort of kicked off what basically became like a full-scale moral panic. Um, yeah. So you were, you were starting to then get um, newspaper headlines that would say stuff like, rape of young minds. <laughs> yeah. Um. And, yeah, so basically Mary Whitehouse was um, somebody that was kind of pushing the idea that society had become a lot more permissive over time. So things that previously had been kind of kept sacred had been 
allowed in the sort of like summer of like love and like sort of free love movement and all that sort of stuff. Uh-huh. Um, so she she became a sort of polarizing figure because she stood up for family values and she kind of um, she also aligned herself closely with Margaret Thatcher at the time as well. Um, even though Margaret Thatcher was for the free market, which meant like you know selling whatever people wanted to sell. Yeah, she, well, yeah. Thatcher was a. Actually, I think she was maybe more of a possession person. She was a bit of an artsy one. <laughs> no, I don't know. Have you seen Have you seen Possession? We'll talk about it next week. It's a good one. Um, so yeah, basically, uh, Mary Whitehouse was sort of pushing this sort of uh, moral agenda. Uh, there's a quote from a video. Now, by the way, I would highly recommend people just look up video nasties on YouTube and then have a watch of uh, some of the videos that come up. But there's a yeah. really good video. Uh, yeah, well, there, there are a couple of good documentaries. There's one that's kind of like the main one. It's called... Right, okay, sorry. The one that I'm talking about, I know the name of now. Yeah. I don't know about the other one, right? So I'll just talk about this. Uh, so the one that people should check out on YouTube is called Suitable for Viewing in the Home, but the actual video name is just Video Nasties. Um, okay. So it's very good, and I think it's, she says it's an open door report, so it was a sort of BBC thing they were doing at the time where people had these shows. So they have a panel who discuss, at the end there's a sort of like almost question time style open floor debate about what everything is about, um, and different opinions and stuff, but their video on it, they have a video package that's got various different talking heads and points of view and so on, and one of the things that um, Mary Whitehouse talks about in it is uh, she says when people say why shouldn't adults be able to see this type of thing in their own home I'm half tempted to say that people that make that kind of demand knowing that children are likely to see it aren't likely themselves very mature and adult and that's an okay statement but you can deconstruct it in a number of ways but she's so smug and in love with herself which is, mm. which is um, she is yeah. But anyway, like the 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 one piece that I would particularly pick apart with that is that knowing that children are likely to see it. So in this um, in this TV show, Ollie, which you should check out, I guess. Yeah. Um, but basically, they reference the. So one of the things that Mary Whitehouse tried to do was get the uh, tabloids on board, so that there did become yeah. this moral panic and a public sort of swell of like we need to stop this terrible thing like it's going to tarnish the minds of our children sort of thing uh-huh. um, so they needed some um, they needed some data to sort of back it up yeah. so they did some polls and they did some questionnaires with kids and in this documentary it, it sort of bri- breaks apart the poll that was used uh, because people then afterwards began to kind of analyse the specific questioning that they gave and realised that a lot of the kids were basically saying, like, yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> because because it made them hard. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, like, yeah. the, like basically, the, the reason that the people who then did the sort of uh, secondary investigation into it actually kicked all that off was because adults were finding it hard to get hold of some of the video nasties. Like, some of these yeah. tapes were hard to come by. And the newspapers were saying, like, 60% of under 12-year-olds have seen these movies. Um, and they were like, that can't be right. So then they looked at how some of the investigation and data had been gathered, and they decided to then rerun the poll and have a number of like fake names of movies added, and kids yeah. were just saying that they'd seen everything. And then, yeah. like, so the, in this in this video... Busted Snake Smasher 5. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, 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 I've seen it. It's, it's sick, it's sick. There's there's a really good bit in this video where basically the the guy he's very like he's almost like um, a caricature from like a look around you sketch, um, but like the guy's like, and it's amazing we uh, we just we told uh, the kids some names of uh, some wonderful films that we just made up you know, <laughs> Blood Massacre Four and uh, all the rest, and uh, and then like it cuts to like him asking a kid like, Blood Massacre Four. Can you tell me a little bit about that? And then the kid's like, oh, "Nah, don't know, mate. Just loads of blood, isn't it?" So there was a lot going on with like, look, the the moral outrage was driving a lot of 
Yeah. Like the like the debate was happening because they wanted it to happen and they wanted to bring the legislation in. So that's kind of the next part of it, really. To have it's not a bad thing to want to have, you know, a little bit of control, a little bit of governance over, you know, things that go into the family home. I mean, that's not a you know, so a bad thing, right? So I had questions for you on this, Ollie, because this is the kind of crux of the matter: is the whole idea of the home, right? So. Yep. There's a chap called Graham Bright, um, and he he was the one who pushed forward the legislation, and he was very much like siding with uh, Mary Whitehouse. And then on the opposite side, there was this guy Martin Baker, who's like a, a professor, university professor, and he was in the same TV show that I'm talking about. He's very much kind of coming from the opposite point of view, the the type of point of view where he you just talk wants about, to watch snake cruelty. <laughs> no, but he's he's the type of guy who, uh, like, when Judas Priest, like, he would stand up for Judas Priest when people were saying that when they played the records backward, it yeah. was like, yeah. you know, the the whole heavy metal outrage of the late 80s, basically. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, his, his point of view on it was that, you know, certain people can look at the home like an Englishman's home is their castle. They can do what they want in it. And that parents should be able to make decisions Mm -hmm. about what their children see. For some children, they'll just know that something that's like too full on, too violent, like like one of their kids actually might be nine and be ready for that type of thing. And one of them might be 12 and still... You know, like it's just going to affect them in a different way. They know their kids better yeah. than anyone else, yeah, right? Sure. So, I agree. so I, I think his outrage with it was all just to do with like, look, why are you censoring films in a different way to cinema just yeah. because it's going into the home? Like, don't assume that it will just make its way into the hands of kids based on all this fake data. Yeah, so, I mean, and we get the same thing with music. We get the same thing with video games. Kids playing GTA. Um, and ultimately, you know, parents keep need to keep being educated on on the sort of things like you know even to the to extent of uh, you know giving a kid a you know a mobile game and then oh shit my kids just spent five hundred quid on it that didn't happen in the eighties obviously that technology wasn't available that wouldn't happen but you know parents are kind of yeah depends which timeline you're on got to. They've got to stay ahead of the game. They've got to, you know, know what they're giving to their kids. Literally, um, stay ahead of the games. So, just to just to kind of bring an end to this section and move on to our discussion next time on the the actual films, the list. Um, so, in in 1984, the Video Recordings Act was passed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so now this made it an offence for a video work to be supplied if it had not been rated and the BBFC was designated as this body that was going to be responsible for age ratings and it is obviously um, up into this day yep. so, but, now um, it's, but now it's for classification rather than censorship Yeah, which right. means that basically they just drop it into categories that help lots of people make decisions and that's I think honestly that's great we're in a good position now like classifying things in ways that basically make parents understand what's in them and then also allow like authorities to understand whether or not there's something really inflammatory like that's a good thing yeah censorship and all the snipping and all that stuff that's yeah so they they hired a a buttload of staff because they were just obviously doing cinema films um how big was the butt i don't know but you know, they they ended up having to do like thousands and thousands of uh, video films. I mean, that job must be pretty harrowing, having to watch all these uncensored films. Um, so there were there were seventy four UK video nasties banned by the BBFC in nineteen eighty four. No, that's not that's not correct. Okay, so so, so correct me. So I'll I'll correct you there. Right, so. The there were seventy two apparently seventy two but there's lots of different numbers right but there's seventy two that contravened the already existing obscene publications act so they weren't so put it's on the, it the Pokemon of Gore films what yes you got to catch them all yeah, yeah. great um, but yeah so there's seventy two but that's because they felt that they contravened the obscene publications act um, but 
the 72 in some cases some of them had actually been classified by the BBFC already and some of them had actually been to trial in a local authority and then actually been like passed again or whatever but anyway these 72 were added to the list so I guess where you're going with this is yeah for next week, we're going to run th- run through a list of our top ones. Well, the most, the most controversial, the most bloody disturbing what, ones. What's the best nasty? Yeah. So there we go. We've uh, we've brought you all up to speed. Um, Brock. And we've oh, we've got two more audio nasties to play. Yeah, we do. Um, so I mean, do you want to? Well, I mean, yeah. Let's let's go through those. So. You, can I can I just read you some of the things? So right, up to date now, right? The Audiovisual Media Services Regulations Act of 2014 is a part of, I believe, the it's a, it's a sub part of the Digital Economy Act, which has a whole load of fucking bollocks about streaming and copy and stuff and whatnot. But anyway, this act is the one that pretty much governs us for like the worst of the uh, like you know the worst things that you can see on. Uh, screen, especially in a sort of pornographic sense, right? So can I just read you the list of things that are um, listed here as problematic? Uh, This was passed, I I think it was um, brought up by Ed Vasey MP, who's had issues with games before as well. Um, He's a bit of of a I don't know what he is. Yeah, he's a bit of a stiff. And he's a conservative. He's got a stiff. He's got a stiff watching all these videos. Uh, Sit (laughs) Sadomasochistic material going beyond the quote trifling or transient infliction of pain or injury. Okay, so I don't know. People that like S and M probably want to see something pretty nasty. But I don't know if they want to see like people getting really hurt. Yeah. Uh, depends what you're yeah. into. Um, phys- physical restraint, which prevents participants from indicating a withdrawal of consent. <laughs> I mean, that's what, that mean WWE does that every week, surely? Uh, certainly most weeks. Or it did in the 90s. Uh, something that they definitely did in the 90s was Eurolagnia, or I guess that's like pissing in faces, golden showers and that. Yeah. Uh, ero- light. <laughs> erotic asphyxiation? There's nothing erotic about asphyxiation. That's your opinion. Um, <laughs> face sitting? <laughs> and, and face sitting. That's that's what it says here. Is that like sitting with your your face on a chair? <laughs> <laughs> Sit yeah. down. No, I mean with your ass. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant face sitting. Um, <laughs> no, it, it's actually it's, um, you are the chair. It's actually when somebody's got an out of control face. Um, and they hire a face setter to come round and look after it because <laughs> <laughs> they want to go out for a bit. <laughs> I've had enough of this face, uh, and also fisting. But the Euro uh, <laughs> plus fisting, <laughs> the the Eurolagnia. I don't know if that's even how you say it. Eurolagnia. You're, you're certainly Eurolagnia. Eurolagnia. Um, that had a lot of hype in the press because women were concerned that it was sexist because it also. Um, I mean that comprises I believe female ejaculation on screen and Ed Vasey's not up for that so if you did that on a film you're in a lot of trouble let's let's save these next I'll, I'll you know we've done five audio nasties I'll get another three for next week and and we'll play these last because we've really run out of time so do you want to I, uh, I know I think there was a lot of bollocks there can we just do one to close the show we promised it Ollie we promised it play seven just seven oh okay. god do okay. both of them fuck it we're just running in with shit got it Okay, so it sounds like um, industrial machinery, yeah. in a way, yeah. Um, and yeah. then at the end, the si- the silence, yeah, silence. Um, so, ooh, what's the happening? Si- the silence, I think, is to um, add a little bit of drama to the fact that someone's face is about to fall off. Right. Okay. Yeah, you, you're doing well. You're doing well. Um, so, let me. Do- can I listen one more time? Sure. Shit. Got it. 
So here's what I'm thinking, right? So uh, actually, when the sawing was going on, yeah, it seems like a circular saw, maybe or something like that. So it did. Uh, it sounded like there was industrial music as well. That was like so. It's making me think. Perhaps it's a Resident Evil. Can you no. tell me the scene? Mm, no, I don't think so. But am I right oh, with Resident on, Evil? Come on, it's the it's the one. Are they in they a white room? It's the scene that they put in every fucking Resident Evil scene, every Resident Evil film. Yeah, they're in a white room, and then the head slips off. Oh, the la- is it the lasers? It's the lasers. Yeah, it's the lasers. It's the Resident then... Evil lasers. Yeah, that's good. I got that. But then well I did. I did buy the box set of all of them like not that long ago. So right, do as do as the outro. Okay, if you would like to get in touch and tell us about things that you thought that we missed in this podcast or the films that you suggest that we should have in our best nasties list next week then you can get hold of us at GOF Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, so just, you know, send us a bloody message and actually hashtag it best nasty. Um, I think that's going to be my new, like, sort of alter ego. Best nasty. Yeah. Uh, and then if you want to get in contact with us or check out latest posts, information about episodes, um, and, you know, find out what's coming up next, go to facebook.com forward slash guys on film. And our website's guysonfilm.co.uk. That's it. Just bloody do it. Also, it would just be lovely if you just chat to somebody about us. Yeah. Because God knows no one else is. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Oh, man, we really overran. We got to shut down the system. I can authorize it.